Hi, this is Matt Denham, and I just want to welcome you back to Real Life Ministries. I just want to thank you for spending some time with me today. I believe that our time is one of the most valuable things that we have. So for you to invest your time into listening to my podcast is a very important thing to me, and I just want to thank you. Today I want to talk a little bit about where does our power come from. I remember during the COVID or more of when it was a little bit on the newer side that people where I work were coming down with COVID and if you were around somebody that had COVID you had to go get tested. You had to quarantine. And I remember being sent to CVS to go through the drive through to take my COVID test. And I drove around in my car. It was cold out. And I had turned my car off while I did the COVID test. Well, it was a little embarrassing because I don't know if I have COVID. And the people that are doing the COVID test are on the other side of the window, but they're all suited up. And my car won't start. So I got a whole line of people behind me, and I can't move the car by myself. So I called my work to ask a guy that I know, hey, can you come help me? Guess what? I can't come help you because I am out for COVID. So all of a sudden, this guy jumps out of the window and helps me push my vehicle out of the way. And I had to call my wife to come jump my vehicle. And it kind of dawned on me there. I mean, I don't drive a real fancy car. It's an older car. But even with a $5,000 car, let's say, that $100 battery left me stranded. It had the tires, it had the engine, it had the the transmission, it had everything I needed, but without the power source, I couldn't engage, I couldn't get my vehicle to run. So I want to ask you, as we're looking at our dreams for this year, we're looking at our purpose, where does your power come from? Because so many times I think that we just look at things and we try to hit them head on, that we we can do them on our own power. And I want to say, as I, I sat there in that drive through trying to get my COVID test with that battery not working, I knew that there was nothing I could do of my own ability. I wasn't strong enough to move the car by myself. I couldn't wield the car to start without having a source of power. I wasn't going anywhere. So I want to look a little bit at the story of Joseph today. It's in Genesis 37, verse 36, and goes into 39, 1 through 6. And if you don't know a lot about Joseph, Joseph was part of a big family. He was going to be the leader of the family. He wasn't the oldest, but his father had put him in a place that he was building him up. He was seen as one, as his favorite son. God had even given him dreams that he had shared with his family that had not made his brothers very happy. It did not make his dad very happy. He pretty much said, hey, God told me that someday I'm going to rule over you, and that didn't settle very well. It got to the point that he would be sent out by his father to almost take like a, a supervisor role. Here comes the, the younger brother to rat on everybody and say, hey, they're, they're supposed to be out doing their work, but dad, they're out there, you know, they're partying, they're hanging out, they're not doing their job. So they said, you know what? Let's just kill him. Let's get rid of him. See, remember I shared, sometimes you don't want to share your dream with everybody. This is one of those instances where 
Joseph was sharing his dream with people that were not going to receive it very well. And they said, you know what? Let's kill him. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let's sell him. Let's, let's make it look like an accident. They ended up selling him for probably a couple hundred bucks in today's time. Not for a whole lot of money. I want you to think about this. The last few months, especially coming back on coming out of the Christmas season, I don't know how many people uh, that I saw online trying to get one of these new Xboxes or PlayStation 5 and they're going from $500 to $1,000 and all of a sudden you've got this young guy that you're selling as a slave and people are saying, you know what, even though I could use him for the rest of my life, he's not worth more than a couple hundred bucks. He's a 17 year old kid. I don't see a lot of value in him. Isn't it funny that God taught all this power, all this value in this person, when the rest of the world said, you know what, he's not even worth a couple hundred dollars. My wife earlier this week had posted on her Facebook page that we need to know our worth. And I think sometimes we understand that we have worth, that we're made in God's image, but we don't respect that. We don't accept that. It's like, I hear it all the time, women will tell other women that, you know, somebody needs to tell you that you're beautiful today, but if a male goes up to their wife or a girlfriend and say and says, hey, you're beautiful, I hear it over and over again, uh, you're just saying that, you don't mean it. They haven't accepted their value, they, they don't respect their worth. What is your value? Because you're basing it a lot of times off of your paycheck or you're basing it off of how many friends you have. But God is saying, you know, that Joseph was called, he was put in a position by God to lead his very family and change the very direction of a nation, but people around him were saying, you know what, he's not worth much. You have got to let God tell you your value and stop letting others influence what your worth is. He'd been stripped of a coat that his father had given him, a coat of many colors. He had been robbed of him being in his homeland. He was taken to a strange land. Can you imagine being sold off as a slave in an auction? Can you imagine the words that were being going through his head because it went from God giving him dreams of worth and value to you're not even worth hardly anything. Crippled slaves were getting more money than he was at this time. There was no value in him. He was starting to hear all these things that those were a lie. You're, you're not worth anything. He was going to a place that was more advanced. So all of a sudden he realized that he wasn't that big of a deal. He was like a farmhand going into a city. And all of a sudden these lies were really starting to sink into his head. His circumstances had seemed to be getting worse. And the stepping stones were not going towards bringing glory to his family. But they seemed like they were slippery stones that he just kept falling deeper and deeper away from what God's purpose was for in his life. But it says in Genesis 39 too that the Lord was with Joseph. Now if you go through the Bible over and over again you will see people go to God and say I'm not worthy. Moses would say I, I'm not a really good speaker, but I am with you. You would see Gideon threshing wheat, and he would say, I am the weakest of my family. And God would say, but I am with you. You would see this with 
all throughout the Bible. And I'm going to ask you that you may say, hey, I don't feel like I'm up to the task. I don't feel that I have what it takes to be a leader in my own life. God would say, you know what, that shouldn't hold you back because God is with you. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God is with you? Do you believe that the very source of power that you need is not from you anyway? That you need to look to God for the power that you need to move in this life. I want you to think about something. I want you to think about David and Goliath for a minute because I want to pick this because this is a story that I think most of us know even if you have never read the Bible before. You hear about this giant and you hear about the army of Saul and they are scared. They don't want to fight this giant. There's, there's no, there is no giant killers at this time. There is no giant killers in the army of Saul. But all of a sudden, this young boy shows up to bring food. He is like a DoorDash person. He is an Uber driver of food. He is bringing the pizza. He is bringing the breadsticks. And he says, you know what? He understood where the source of power was coming from. He understood the very power of God. You know what's interesting? As soon as David kills Goliath, it starts to awaken David as a leader, A. But B, all of a sudden, we start to see more giant killers start to appear in the Bible story. Why? Because the soldiers of Saul had no reference point. They didn't have the leader. They didn't have the person that had went through that battle before. See, when you start to look at human people and you start to look at leaders in your life, you, you do need to place people around you that you say, hey, I need some giant killers in my life. I need to have someone that has a, a spirit of fight on them. Because I, I've seen it this week and this month that we are people that we easily get offended or negativity or things start to discourage us and all of a sudden you know David said all these people are hiding because they don't understand that I'm not going to be shifted by fear there's a spirit of fight I'm not going to let the negativity of everybody David was being picked on they were making fun of him and he stood and he was like you know what I'm going to battle and people were someday going to look up to David. You might be the very change that people need in their life. God is calling you. Do you have the spirit of fight? Because God was with David. And God was with Joseph. See, they wanted to kill Joseph. But those brothers were fighting. They said, you know what? Let's not kill him. Let's sell him. That was God working. All of a sudden, these traitors showed up. You know what? I believe that was God working. That he was sold into the Potiphar's house to get the position that he needed. I believe that was God moving in his life. Those very things that were shaping Joseph were God's hand moving in his life. You might start to look at things in your life and be discouraged, but see, I believe God is starting to get us where we need to be, and He's starting to develop who we are. Because if we get to the spot that we want to be, and we haven't been changed, if we're not relying on God, it's going to be hard for us to hold that position because we haven't become the person that God has wanted us to be when we get to the place that we're at. See, we can get to the place where we are living in God's will for our life and the purpose and, and what God is wanting us to do. But if we're not changed, if we're not relying on God, if we're not understanding who the very power is that we need, 
We are going to be like that car when I was sitting in that CVS drive through We're going to have tires. We're going to have a motor. We're going to have a transmission. We might even be able to barely hear the horn go, eh. But we're not going to have the ability to get where we need to be. Because God wants to change us on the inside. Because let's be honest, Joseph had every right to say, you know what, God, you promised me that I was going to lead my family. You, you promised me that I was going to be there to be the next in line. God, you showed me these things, but all of a sudden you have ripped me from my family. You have tucked me from my brothers. You have tucked me from my mother. You have tucked me from my father. You have taken me away from my promised land. You have sold me as a slave. Everybody has told me that my worth is nothing. But Joseph doesn't even show a sign of being bitter. Let me let me ask you this. When you have been down driving down the road for the last few days or you have ran into somebody that has been unpleasant or you just look at them and say, oh my gosh, why are they being such a jerk? Joseph had every right to say, you know what, God? Forget you. I'm on my own. I'm doing this by myself. But Joseph understood one thing. He wasn't going to let the negativity, he wasn't going to let the world change who he was because he had the spirit of a fighter in a, inside of him. When this world comes against you, are you going to let that bitterness take you over? Are you going to let the negativity take you over? See, God wants to help us deal with our past, our problems, and our pains. He wants us to deal with our anger, our unforgiving. See, we have God's promise that all things work together for His good in Romans 8, 28. See, sometimes life doesn't make sense, but God's in control. We have to start with that. Do we have the faith to believe that God is leading us through a storm for a reason, that God is in control? Because if we don't start with that, we just believe that it's just chaos and we're just going from point A to point B to point C, and it's not going in any certain direction. And that's not what God is calling for our life. He wants, to, he wants us to be prospered. He wants us to grow in Him. And you're like, oh, you know, He wants to prosper us. I don't always think that's money. Some of the happiest people I've ever met have been prospered because they understood on the inside they are radically different than the people around them. And I have met a lot of people that have a lot of money that are not happy. They work 16 hours a day they work seven days a week they have the nice house they have the nice car and they have they have those things but sometimes at the end of their life i've heard almost the 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 sense of resentment of i worked my life away i, I didn't enjoy life i didn't live life but i've had these things but now at the end of my life i realize that they have little value so how do you want to be prospered do you want to try to go to where the world standards are, or are you looking for God to change you? See, because Jacob had given Joseph, Jacob was Joseph's father, had given him the symbol, the, the position in the family, he had given him the coat of many colors, he had shown him that he had, was going to have the authority, he was building him up to be a character of integrity, but Joseph lost his coat. He, for a while he had lost his position and he took off this coat of many colors and he had put on the, the clothings of a slave. He had, was being challenged on who he was, but his character and his integrity, the very person on the inside, did not change. Are we going to be able to say the same testimony in our life as we start to go through this year? Are we going to say that every time 
something negative happens or somebody says something negative to us or we have discouragement, are we going to start to say things with a, a sense of bitterment, a better of bitterness or anger? Are we going to say, you know what? Forget it, God. I'm done with this. It's not working out. It's not going to my plan. We have to understand that God is a source of power. See, when Joseph got to Egypt, he could have taken different roads. He could have went different paths. He could have took the customs of Egypt. He could have abandoned God. He could have said, you know what, Egyptian gods, I'll serve you because God has abandoned me. But Joseph understood that God was his power source. It made no difference to Joseph whether he was in his father's house or if he was in Egypt. He knew who God was. Joseph knew he had to put boundaries in his life. He, he wanted to be righteous. He knew that he couldn't be in a lifestyle of darkness and light. He, he knew that he wasn't going to uh, do adultery. He knew he wasn't going to gossip. You could just see his life. He was like, you know what? I'm going to serve God. And I think this is a struggle because I see it in the social media so much that we're trying to define what's righteous, what's holy. And we just want to divide it and say you know what god's grace god's love and just forget it and we'll just live however we want to live and i have to be honest i i mean sometimes i have struggled with this in my in my walk in the ministry i remember um years ago we had went to watch a movie and i think it, it it was like pg 18 19 i don't know what the movie things are but i knew one pastor that i was with was eating popcorn, drinking pop. I was like, yeah, did it have bad language? Yeah. Did it have scenes that it probably shouldn't have? Yeah. And then I had another friend that was a pastor. He said, you know what? I'm not going to have people stumble. And he walked out. And at that time in my life, I really struggled because I'm like, these both these guys are following God, but they, they took different paths. And that's a struggle, right? Um, am I a fanatic Christian? Or is that too much? Or what's okay? That's why we really have to draw close to God so we start to understand and set boundaries in our life because God wants us to have a heart that's after Him. What's our character look like? What are we going to do in those bad situations? What are we going to do when the discouragement comes? Are we going to understand where the power source is from? Even Paul was to the point that he said he traveled around and was pulling people out and killing Christians. He said, who am I? But Paul was radically changed. Do not let your past define you. And I want to say this for the people that have been in ministry for a while. And I think this is even more than the negative things in our lives. We get caught up in the things that used to be or they were good. That they overshadow the possibility of moving in a new direction. Um, God has called me to this ministry, so I'm defined by it, so that is who I am now. I can tell you sometimes this can be toxic. I know for me and my wife, we had spent many years in youth ministry, and we had done youth uh, reach-outs with, with music and events, and it was probably the highlight or the greatest time that I feel that we had in our ministry, not only because of the ministry, but I feel like that group of youth at that time was almost handpicked by God because it just moved in a way that God was moving in a way that I didn't even think was possible. So the problem is now 
sometimes when I try to start a new ministry or I look at things, I say, well, it's going to hard to replicate that or I set that as the standard. And God is like, I want you to sing a new song. I want to do a new thing in your life. You know, batteries come in different sizes. Maybe you're looking at a lawnmower battery and God's like, you know what? I'm ready to put you in a semi and I got a big battery here, but you've got to let go of the past. But God, that's not a hurt. I'm just remembering that. And it was such a good time that I've almost put a limit on what you can do, God. So do not let the negativity, do not let the discouragement define you, but do not let the, the things you've done in your past stop you. God has made you new and you've accepted him. He wants to take you in a new way. He wants to lead you in a new direction. But don't let the good times, the, the good old days, don't let the memories hinder you. God can take you and move you into new areas and new directions and new ministries because Joseph was promoted to look over the things of Egypt. He was a dream interpreter. He was called upon to, to ration the food. He was called to be a leader. See, his father Jacob would have been in the Bible and would have had a great life no matter what. Even if Joseph had not been put in Egypt because Joseph was put into Egypt to ration the food, to help lead the nation during a great famine. And Jacob and Joseph were restored years down the road. They actually got to come back together. Now Jacob's story would have ended and it would have been, he would have been a legacy. He would have still had his children. But if Joseph wouldn't have had, wouldn't have taken Egypt and helped become the, the man that God was calling him to be, Jacob and Joseph would have not been restored. The, the, the famine would have not been solved because Jacob's passion, Jacob's life, Jacob's dream, Jacob's legacy wasn't fulfilled or else Joseph would have lived his destiny, fulfilled his calling. That is what took Jacob and gave him the ability to live his ultimate calling, to be a father of the nations. See, sometimes I think that we need to look at life and really look at this example that your calling, your purpose, your passion may not get to its fullness or else we build up people and they start to live out their calling and they start to live out their purpose. Then all of a sudden it pulls us back in and launches us even further because I believe that we are called to be part of a community. And I think so many times that we miss out on this key biblical truth that sometimes we are being held back because we are not pouring into other people and we are not launching those people out because when we start to see them grow, we'll start to see God move and that'll start to bring joy and more happiness in our life and we'll start to pull us closer to God. And when they start to get to places that God is calling them to be, that could be the very launching point that we need to move further. See, Joseph's life had a lot of sorrow in it. But God had decided who he wanted him to become. Joseph had a lot of trials in his life. But his heart was compassionate and tender. Our trials can add value to our life. But the question is, who are we going to be? Who are we going to be on the inside? Are we going to be changed? Sometimes heartaches come. But that's just part of the journey. No matter how hard 
the way of life becomes. If you are saved, the same thing that was said to Joseph is true. It's true about you and it's true about me. The Lord is with us. The power source that we need is with us. That's why I said last week we have to be in the Word. We have to be in prayer. And we have to start to move and live in the likeness of God. I want you to think about like the videos that you see of couples that are married for 50 years and they're holding each other and they are just loving on each other and you can't tell one from the other because they knew and they've learned through this life that each other is all they have. That is how we should be with God as we go through this life. And each day as we draw closer to our end on this planet and to rejoicing in the presence of Jesus, that in the end, they won't know where we end and Jesus begins because you won't be able to tell the difference. I just want to thank you for joining me today. God bless.